Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn, you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I missed hearing that shit, man. Uh, so I got my computer back. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I got my computer back. Shout out to Ruckus. So you already know what that means. You know I got to get back on my bullshit with these fucking drops and, you know. Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. You know what I mean? Uh, certain certain drops like that, I I just fucking, I miss that shit. Shout out to Shaheen, man. Shaheen, uh, I mean, was holding me down for fucking uh, well over a year of me not having his computer. So, I mean, without Shaheen, I wouldn't have done Yakuza Kick Radio for, you know, well over a year. And there's a chance I never would have got back to it, you know, so... You got to credit him for that and, um, you know, give him a shout out, you know, give him some business over there. Nuclear Heat Graphics doing his thing. Um, you know, check him out. Uh, check out Jeremy over there. I got your five stars. He's always the one doing the, uh, you know, the recaps on all the shows and quotes and all of that shit. I always appreciate that. So check him out over there. I got your five stars. Uh, you know, Eric, you know, he, he's still struggling over there at the, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have to do for now podcast. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's doing his thing. A shout out to Eric for sure. Um, man, so many, so many different, uh, little bullshit drama wrestling things to talk about. Um, so apparently Ian, Ian Rotten and Rob Feinstein have gotten a little back and forth. Um, it's funny because, you know, some of this shit, it's, you know, stuff that you really can't give him, like, shit for it. I mean, to a certain extent, you could say, like, well, you know, Ian Rotten's done this and this and this in the past, which is everyone's come back to this situation. But in the same token, what could he do? Unless he knows Doc Brown, you know, 
he can't do shit about the past. It is what it is. All he could do is try to do better, right? You know what I mean? Like, you can't then fault the guy for trying to do better if that's his only option at this point. Um, so he pretty much found out that Feinstein was in charge of a convention he was doing, which, you know, I'm always like on the fence about, I I don't know how like half of the wrestlers know less than the fans or at least claim to. And I don't know if that's part of the kayfabe thing is you just play dumb the whole time. And then uh, when some shit goes down, you go like, I didn't even know. But, um, it's weird because like shit like that, like fans knew that RF was involved in the, the, the whatever. I think it was like icons of the arena or whatever, right? Or what is it? Uh, yeah, icons of the arena convention. I, I thought everybody knew that fucking RF was involved in that. And especially if you're getting booked on the fucking thing, like you somehow don't know. I mean, whatever. But if he does, if he didn't know, he didn't know. Maybe he knew. And then he caught some shit for it and backed out. Whatever the case is, he's taken a stance that I don't fuck with RF. And I regret that I ever fucked with RF. So, you know, RF's whole comeback was like, well, you know, you did plenty of business with me in 2005 with Axel and da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, and, and he says, uh, don't worry, Ian, I'll be your dirty little secret. He's a creep. I mean, the dude is an absolute fucking creep. So, of course, he's saying this shit to people. But, um... You know, Ian stands just saying, like, yeah, I've I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of, and you're you're one of them. Like, we're doing business with you is is one of the things I'm not proud of for my past. So what I could do better now is just not fucking with you from here on out. You know, so I, I respect that. You know, what I mean, like, I don't, me and Ian don't see eye to eye. We're not friends. We don't talk on any of that shit anymore, or whatever. But like. I don't know. I, I take that stance as like, oh, yeah, good. I'm glad more people are choosing not to fuck with this guy. They shouldn't have been fucking with him for years because that dude just got to just go on like it was nothing. And not only that, but like ride out the whole situation like a running joke that he plays with. You know, it, it, it's ridiculous. So, um, so fuck all that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's crazy. I don't know, like how it's taken so long for people to take this stance, but you know, this is that, that cancel culture that, you know, just kind of took hold of a lot of shit that should have been taken care of a long time ago. And now it's, you know, it's all coming to a head because people ain't tolerating that shit anymore. Um, IWA 2022. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, Shaheen wrote down a bunch of topics for me. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about what IWA does anymore. Um, I don't really pay attention to a lot of shit. Um, ICW uh, No Holds Bar 20. I think that's the the one I just watched, I think. Um, if not, we'll, we'll talk about that anyway, because I don't know about the one that's coming up too much about it. Um, but so that that show started off with Akira versus Dale Patrick's. And I've I've never been like the biggest Dale Patrick's fan. I like that whole jackass gimmick was garbage to me. Like, you know, it, it again like follows the lines of trying to hurt yourself on purpose and like enjoying it. And that takes the whole thing out of deathmatch wrestling to me. Like, if you're not, the thing is, is like even your necro butcher back in the day would like walk up to a, a barbed wire board and like put the brakes on. Like, whoa, I don't want to fall into that shit. I mean, you knew at the end of the day, he was one of the baddest motherfuckers that would be in the ring. And, you know, J.C. Bailey, when he would get cut with the glass, he would scream his fucking head off. Not because, like, he couldn't tolerate the pain that was he was going through, but he was selling the pain that he was going through. He was making it like, this is a terrible fucking thing that's happening to me right now. And, and I'm trying to avoid that shit, you know what I mean? Like, people are throwing me through shit that I don't want to be thrown through, you know, and, and now. Now you can sell a match because you're not trying to get hurt and neither is he and you're trying to hurt each other. That's the whole thing. So when you take all those elements away and just go, we love being hurt. Well, now this is just fucking S&M. It's not, it's not a fight because both of you guys are like, look, I love cutting myself. Now you do it to me. And it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? So... I've never been a fan of that, that, that type of gimmick and you know, that gimmick just really 
perpetuates it because it, it kind of is fed by by that type of action, you know, just doing shit on purpose. Um, but I guess he got a new gimmick. I don't know too much about like anybody's constant work because I only catch you know a match here and there, mostly the ICW stuff because it's on the IWTV. But um, he's got like a more like a badass gimmick, like a heel kind of like cigarette smoking, don't give a fuck kind of guy, like, and just like real vicious. And that shit came off real well. Like he just, he looked fucking angry. And that's, that's the thing that, you know, I, I pointed out a lot of times about Gage. We'll talk about him a little bit later too, but, um, you know, that his old shit was, he, he looked fucking angry. Like he wanted to fucking hurt you. Like he, he looked like, you know, he was trying to fucking prove something. And, you know, the, the other thing is Akira, you know, it, it was him versus Akira. So Akira has been a guy who was like an all-star for a while and it took forever for GCW to book him for whatever reason, but he was like ICW's guy. And, you know, Dale Patrick's has been around for a lot longer and, you know, Akira was getting somewhat of the rub for a while as being like the next up. So, you know, when you see a guy working the way that, that Dale is, because I'm not saying that these guys hate each other, but I'm saying when when you see Dale working the way that he was working, you can kind of put scenarios in your mind like, yeah, maybe maybe he wants to show this young kid that, like, you know, it's his spot before it's his, you know? Like, he, he's got he's to gotta go through him if he's going to be a, the all-star of this company. It's not just going to come easy because, you know, you're passing me by to get there. You know, you put stuff like that in your head when these guys work that type of, you know, match where you could see the anger, the, you know, the intensity in them. You're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And now, like, you have interest and it just it, it goes so much deeper than just guys doing moves in the ring or guys going through, you know, this plunder or that plunder or fuckery or whatever they want to call it now. That's just completely destroyed all these gimmicks. Because it's just not, you know, it's not done in that way. So, but anyway, like this match went fucking amazing and the, to a fault as far as I'm concerned, because this was a main event. I mean, they did fucking everything. They were all over the crowd, bar fighting, this and that, like brutal stiff, uh, you know, back and forth chops and, and strikes and really taking it to each other, going through a bunch of different shit, tons of spots. And the match went long and that was the opener. So after that, like you fucked the, you fucked the whole show up because you know, what I've said a lot of times with these deathmatch shows is you burn fans out and maybe they're still into it and this and that, but the show's not going to go down in history as someone's you're going to remember all the matches. You have to pull a few things out of there and those throw the rest of it just kind of in the garbage because you'll never remember all these other things that happened. There's certain things that stand out. You generally want it to be your main event or your big title matches, you know, and there's other things that'll pop out here and there, but I mean, I think you lose a lot in the middle of that card and those guys are still going through full on death matches. That's why you kind of had like an, you know, early card and the, the mid card because they weren't supposed to be going through like main event level brutality. You know, you, you could try to put on a great show top to bottom, but there's still gotta be some kind of balance where you don't kill your finish. The, the main event should be like the culmination of the night where the craziest shit happens. And, you know, Tank and John Wayne Murdoch did great, but the problem is, is that was fucking two hours after guys worked the main event. You know, two, three hours after guys worked a complete main event out there. So, I mean, all, you know, much credit to those guys, but I mean, they worked a match that should have finished that show instead of being the opener that everything else had to follow. But Danny's not a smart booker. He's never been a smart, he knows how to put a match together, like two guys that'll go kill it, but he doesn't know how to make it make sense because he's not that smart. So that's what you get from him. So he, he ruined your main event. And and the, the other stupid thing is, you know, you built the perfect opportunity for tank to grab that belt. You know, you brought it to his hometown 
you know, Murdoch's done this thing for how long? Like, uh, it's it's enough already. These belts are just getting killed. The guys will hold it until you don't care about the belt anymore, and then it's like, all right, well, fuck it. But, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, now he's going to be up against Reed Bentley. Maybe you could trade that off of him and have Reed be, like, the transitional guy, but he's not, like, a huge – I don't think he's a huge fan favorite. That would be, like, a great shift from Murdoch. I, I don't know. But the other stupid thing he did is he booked Justin Kyle up against Brett Eisen, who's he's like the hometown guy out there. He's a huge, huge face there. So Justin Kyle, who's been built as this super over crusher face, like super aggressive, just beat guys the fuck up. He's up against the hometown hero. So that forces your face that you've built as a face to be a heel one day just to do it, I guess. But it, it like it makes no sense. It's completely out of place because then your guy's going to go back home. You know, you're going to go back to Newark or what I think Newark's the next one. And he's going to be super over as a face again where that match didn't even really matter that much. And it's just weird. I don't understand it. And then they had him. I think they had him job out to the uh, fake damage guy, too. Who, by the way, like, I I still don't like the guy. But he's a lot bigger than I thought he was. He's definitely, a, you know, a, a massive dude. But in the same token, like, I, I just, I don't I don't like the gimmick. Because, again, it, it, the no-sell shit has been used in the wrong places too many times to even have a character that now no-sells all the time. It, it doesn't work anymore. Too many guys are doing it casually for you to make a gimmick out of it. You know, you, you just can't do it anymore. Like the brain damage thing worked because you had Necro selling, you had JC selling, you had, you know, all these guys were selling the shit out of the pain. Nobody's selling the fucking pain anymore. So now you got one guy who even less sells it. What the fuck now? Like it's all just shitty. So yeah, I don't, I don't like any part of that. Um, I think that's all I really had to say about that show. And those are the things that stood out to me. It was just like, yeah, the opener was insane. The main event was great too, but again, so overshadowed. And by the time you get to the main event, you're like ready for it to just be over already. Cause you're just like, all right, man, I saw like a great death match a couple hours ago. What are you going to show me now that I haven't seen before? It's, you know, different guys doing the same shit but you know at my stage in watching wrestling it's not it's not cool to me anymore like and i need to see the same thing eight times it doesn't work but yeah that that's uh that's kind of my feelings on that and then uh let me see gcw says that so the hammerstein in a day yeah to be expected i mean they've been absolutely killing it I've never wished Brett well. Um, I'm not going to start now. But, um, you know, they've been doing their thing. They've earned their spot to be where they are at. You know, they, they capitalize on all the things the CZW dropped the ball on. They watched the formula of Ring of Honor. They watched all of these successful companies, the PWGs. The Brett has seen all of this go on. And then ha- had the platform to do it himself. And he's killing it. Well, what can you say? So, uh, yeah, they sold out that shit. Um, GCW is using ICW talent. Yeah, because, again, how are you going to keep people in Danny DeMano's whatever little, uh, you know, dirt pits that he's having guys wrestle in? You can't be exclusive to the dirt pit that he fucking wrestles guys in. Hey, you can't wrestle anywhere else. Just this shed. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I got a shed um, somewhere in South Jersey, and um, you must be exclusive to that shed out there. The fuck out of here. Now, of course, there, there's no such thing as ICW talent. There should be no such thing as ICW talent. If you're considering yourself ICW talent, you're a fucking failure. Because, again, you're exclusive to a shed. <laughs> like, it's not... 
and I know they've wrestled other places and shit, but like, let's, let's be real. Like he, you guys are throwing these little makeshift shit together and it's, it's not quite a grand presentation. The draw has been pretty, pretty small. And, um, how you can never have somebody exclusive to that unless they're doing really fucking bad. Um, where is Gage? Uh, I, I don't know. My guess, again, I don't have any, you know, inside anything other than just my observations from my stance. I hope the case is that, um, cause Moxley just went into rehab and this is my theory on the whole thing. Um, Moxley just went into rehab. He also just before that wrestled Gage. You know, Moxley's a guy who made a whole lot of money in the WWE, very successful, but he still had this itch to come back and wrestle guys like Gage, who he had this fondness from, you know, back in CZW time. So to me, I think he wanted to go back and, and kind of relive some of those moments and that intensity that he felt. You you know, if you've listened to me talk, if you agree with anything that I'm saying about Gage, he lost that intensity. It's not, it's not there anymore. He's still gauged to a certain extent, but the, the intensity is not there. This, this new um, pep rally gauge is not the same guy. And, um, you know, he's, he's not, he's just not as aggressive. And Mox had to have known that wrestling him and maybe saw something backstage and said, Hey man, like, you know, I need to get my shit together. You want to do the shit together? You know, because he, he really loves Gage. So I don't doubt that Moxley had some encouraging words or some kind of push to get him to get help. And this is also not only my, my guess and my theory on it, it's my hopes because I want Gage to get better. I want him to do better and come back and fucking main event AEW and do all the shit he could possibly do because this was a guy I was the biggest fan of. If he's going to be comfortable with failure and, you know, fucking failing drug tests and going back to prison while he yells like fucking fans say that like, uh, you know, I shouldn't do this anymore. Go fuck yourself. And it's like, dude, you know, my initial statement on the thing when he was getting out was I didn't think that this scene was good for him, you know, and he did four fucking years in there, something like four years. Right. And he came out and within a year, he violated and went back in. So was I wrong or was I right? Like you could yell, fuck the police all you want, but you don't get to just do illegal shit and then blame somebody else for it. That's not grown man shit. That's, that's sucker shit. You know what I mean? When, when you just like live life, like nothing could happen and then some shit happens and then you go, it's not my fault. Like, yeah, you weren't ready for none of this shit, you know? So like, if you're living that life, then yeah, I'm going to clown you all day long. You know, if you're on fucking cameo high as fuck acting like shit is sweet and you know, yeah, I'm clowning that shit all day long. But if you go get yourself help, I'm with you, man. Like that's, that's just how I am. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking to get help or you're looking to better yourself, I I would a hundred percent be on your team. If you're content with being a shithead and going to like talk condescendingly towards other people and act like, everything's good on your end and you don't need no fucking help and fuck you. Well then fuck you. Yeah. I mean, don't expect respect out of me because you don't respect yourself. Um, so that's how it is. So, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, I wind up with new MDK merch and shit. <laughs> nah, if this, I mean, if this dude recovers though, I do support him. So, um, you know, I, I hope for the best. That's, that's what I hope. That's what I hope that he's getting help. I noticed his cameo shut down and shit. Like it says like you can get emailed when he's back on there or something, but that, you know, that was one of his main incomes, the merch and the, the cameo stuff. So if the cameo is completely gone. You know, he's not wrestling. He's got to be somewhere and I hope it's a good place, you know, and that's, that's my hopes. Um, Killer Cross and a bunch of other people were released, including Shane Strickland. Um <laughs> Hey, look, man, I I told you how I felt about Shane, but, you know, him coming off with that cocky-ass bullshit, I don't know, man. Uh, he'll get signed somewhere, I would think. I mean, I would think AEW will pick him up, you know. But uh, what can you do? Um, Killer Cross, yeah, he's going to be back on all over the place, too, because that's another one I don't really understand. 
because he's he's got star power, I think, you know. And um, I definitely want to see him come in and wrestle, um, like, Justin Kyle. I want to see what Justin Kyle against, like, one of those dudes, like Dickinson, like him. Like, I want to see one of those cats up against. But um, ROH Future, uh, their talent going to AEW and GCW. Yeah, I don't – that Ring of Honor thing is weird. And um, I wish I knew, like, the real story behind it. Um. But because they're, you know, they're even saying like the end of an era, the the final battle. So it's, it's over as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, they could try a comeback and I'm sure they'll get something going. But like this shit isn't like we'll see in three months because motherfuckers are out of contract and signing elsewhere. You know what I mean? So like that's not clearly not like we're taking two months off and coming right back. Like, nah, you guys are stripping it down. You know, <laughs> I'm sure you could find fucking ring aprons for sale places and shit. It's you guys are seemingly having a fucking pretty big yard sale to be uh having a barbecue in a few months. Not in that yard, at least. It's uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what the fuck happened there. I, I know that to me, Ring of Honor was fucking up for a while because I was a fan of Ring of Honor back in the day and once they went to like pay-per-view like i don't watch like a whole lot of wrestling on tv but in the same token like it wasn't being talked about like even like online like i would see what happened at czw i would see what happened at tremont shit i would see what happened at ian shit i would see what happened at, at pwg i'd see what happened it evolved, you know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't just see what happened at Ring of Honor with, like, clips and people talking about it and shit. For some reason, it, it became, like, this, like, secret, almost. Like, it was not really out in the open. So I don't know if that was, like, uh, the pay-per-view shifted things in a different direction or something, but it got weird where I didn't know what the fuck was going on there anymore. I'd hear names, and I'd hear this and that, and be like, oh, they're still there, oh, that's cool. But so few and far between, I really wasn't hearing a ton. And that can't be good for business, you know. Whether you guys were still doing good wrestling over there is a completely separate situation. But if people are hearing about it less, it's just, it's not going well. Because, you know, you hear about all these other companies and some of them are doing very well, you know. Um Marcus Crane struggles. Well, I mean, what can you do? The dude's, he's been a drug addict for a long time and he celebrated it. So when you do shit like that, this is, this is the result of that shit. You're going to wind up in turmoil and not know what to do with your life and thinking about moving in with, you know, uh, an obese deathmatch wrestler in a warehouse in Jersey. You know, you're cheating on your girlfriend. You're all on the internet, like begging for forgiveness. Like, (sighs) This shit all, all looks pathetic. Every part of his life looks pathetic to me. You, you got glass embedded in your head and your infection leaked into your brain and you needed brain surgery you had to remove part of your skull to fucking get the swelling down in your brain and teach you how to fucking talk again. And you're like, yeah, I can't wait to get back and get blasted in the head with light tubes, which you already got hit in the fucking head with light tubes since then. What What the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Like it just... This shit isn't that serious. Like, it's really not. Especially for, like, that. You know, I saw a picture the other day because they were advertising uh, Drew Parker coming for GCW for, like, five shows or whatever. And I was like, I wonder if Marcus Crane realizes that, like, he did it the right way of being Marcus Crane. Like, he's a a better wrestler. He's got, like, the the long hair kind of look, you know what I mean? Uh... You know, roughly the same build, and and just overall has has his shit together seemingly better. You know, like that's that's, you know, that's what it used to be with him. Like he was in GCW, he was one of their guys, and if he was out there fucking killing it and putting on crazy fucking Junkasai type matches where his technical shit got better instead of him just being a a drug addict you know, then he'd probably be a go-to guy on that roster. 
you know, this is a lot of shit. People don't take responsibility for their actions, and that goes across every job on the planet. Anywhere you work, you'll find people who just don't take responsibility for their actions. They they do a shit job, and then when someone gets mad about it, they, they you know, retaliate or they act in a way that, like, they're being victimized, which is ridiculous. You know, if you don't work good matches and then suddenly they stop using you, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, well, well what the fuck with your side of shit, you know? I've heard countless stories of him showing up just completely shit-faced, whether he's blasting on fucking acid, tripping face, fucking on this, on that, drunk, whatever. I mean, what do you expect? So It is what it is with that dude. And, um, you know, again, another guy, hey, if you go actually find help for yourself, good for you. Otherwise, you know, um, and this is why too, to me, like when I see fucking Cornette say some shit, like, uh, you know, who gives a fuck if they die or whatever the case, because that's, that's what he's seeing people that don't give a fuck about themselves. He's seeing people who are doing shit for no goddamn reason, you know, getting infections in their skull, almost dying. And then being like, can't wait to get back to that. Like, dude, you're a lemming. You're going to walk off a fucking cliff whether whether I like it, whether whoever likes it or not. So who gives a fuck? And that's what he's saying. You know, that that's how I take it. That That's how it registers in, in my mind. Everyone just, oh, fuck Cornette. He's, he's telling the wrestlers they should die. Like, no, he's saying it's pretty much going to happen. And who gives a fuck? Because you can't stop them. You can't help them. You can't do, they're just, some of these guys, they're, they're just on a collision course with themselves, more or less. So, I don't know. Um, AEW, GCW. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, you know, like I said before, they've been working together. And um, Snoop Dogg helping Def Jam. Yeah, I guess he signed um, Benny the Butcher. I guess he's with them, and uh, they signed Benny the Butcher. That's good for him. Um, GCW, TOS, Cologne winning everything. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they're doing that. Um, they're They're really just having him win, like, tournament after tournament after tournament i think he had won like two of the one type i don't know if it was the ngis and then one of the tos or vice versa like all in a row i mean you know the dude's really fucking talented no question but it just doesn't lead it takes away from the the build or the who who could possibly you know you want to believe that anybody could win it you know go through and have a crazy ass tournament and make it unpredictable to have a guy win and win and win. It just, it just seems lazy. And I understand giving a guy his props and all, but like, you know, stagger it around and shit, have him go to the finals and lose and then have him win and then have him, you know, lose. And then, you know, at least play with it a little bit where it doesn't, doesn't just be the same shit over and over. So I, I don't, I don't like back-to-back champions. I don't like, you know, champions that are champion for two years and shit. Yeah, I don't like that shit. You know, hold the belt for two years or win two tournaments in a row. Like, eh, it's, it's been overdone. It's fine when it's like, oh, no one's ever done that. Okay, cool. But when you have, like, another guy who's done it, well, now the next guy's got to win three in a row. Cool. We'll lock in for three years of the same shit. Um, what happened to XPW already? I don't know. Did something happen to it already? I uh, I don't expect that dude to succeed. It, it, like, he's another one of these cl- clueless dudes that thinks that he could just, like, come back, whether people like him or not, and just be a successful business. Like DJ, like as soon as DJ gets any traction with that bullshit, which I don't think is going to happen, it, he's getting it, he's getting it shut right the fuck back down because like too many people are, are not going to fuck with him and uh, people are going to start going to get like blackballed out of here and there because they're not going to be able to, you know, work for DJ and then also work for somewhere else who's trying to hold some kind of high standard. Not once it gets like a bigger platform, if if it does achieve that. But you know they 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 got 
that same bullshit that they got going on over there. Let me see. I have to uh, find all my drops again because that's the thing I, I miss so much. You know, like DJ sometimes. Like I'll watch like uh, a fucking shoot interview. Kill yourself. Die. Today. Death to you, bitch. Die. And I'll think things like that. But, you know, I mean, that's that's just... And then, like, if you go to the CZW uh, Instagram account, and it says Fry-Yay. It's my first thought. Hey, stop. That's it. <laughs> you know, but again, different shit that, that just pops into my head while I, while I look at this CZW shit. All right, fuck a CZW. Um, CM Punk versus Kingston. Yeah, I didn't see the actual match. Um, now that I got the computer back, I might be able to locate that. Um but yeah, like the the promo segment was heated. I mean, those are two cats that can cut promos like a motherfucker. So, yeah. Um, oh wow. Sorry, I'm scrolling through my motherfucking <laughs> um my clips. Jay Lethal signs with AEW. Yeah, like I'm saying, everybody is signing with AEW. You know, the whole shit. So, yeah, over since my last show, I, I got a chance to talk to um, Chainsaw Tony a bit. Cool dude. I haven't really talked to that cat, like, one-on-one like that ever. I mean, like I said, back in the day, we had some back and forths on the message boards or whatever. But, um, yeah, he reached out to me and super cool dude. You know, we chatted about the whole Tremont situation and whatnot. And, um, you know, that is what it is. I You know, I covered it and talked about what I was going to talk about but uh yeah he told me a story the reason I'm bringing this up because he told me a story that I I gotta share on here because it's fucking hilarious that um you remember I had that back and forth but I I don't even want to call it a back and forth you remember that a jerk off kid uh Stephen a I called him a jerk off a asshole so apparently you know because he lives in Japan and and you know, he's at all all the shows, taking pictures and all that. So Tony apparently had listened to the show where I buried that kid, and uh, he 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 walked out before the match and he pointed at him and said, "Hey, jerk off!" from my show, and Duke got all pissed off and he took a picture of him while he was pointing at him. So I have a picture of Chainsaw Tony pointing at this a jerk off, calling him a jerk off. And it, that's just fucking hilarious to me that like me fucking with this kid traveled over to Japan and fucking <laughs> and followed him back home. You know, that that shit is hilarious to me. So shout out to Chainsaw Tony for that because that <laughs> that is fucking classic. But yeah, man. Um, fuck else I got. Uh, oh man, this uh. So this guy, John Gray, right? Um, his dad died again. So that's something. So basically, like, thing is, is he he played the dad died card already. You know, so that's that's the part to me that that strikes is weird because. In 2019, April 2019, he sent my my boy a message that says, again, April 29th, 2019. As I am sure you know, my dad passes on April 6th. My mom is going to pass any day now. We have not recovered from dad's funeral expenses yet. As a result, I'm reaching out to friends, promoters, relatives, and everyone I can to, I think, to assist this. I know if we can get enough people together, we can absorb some of the financial burden this is going to put my family in. I'm doing this independent of my family. They will never know how I got paid, how it got paid for. That's how my mom would have wanted it. LOL. LOL. What the fuck? That, you know, like you trying to rope me and you throw an LOL in there, bitch. What the fuck's funny? I am asking everything to be sent to my PayPal. John dot real side media at gmail dot com or you can 
or if you can't, I understand. But thank you for whatever the fuck you said after that. So that was April 29, 2019. So, again, he's out here looking for money because his dad died. Now this time of COVID. So, I don't know. I mean, his dad may have died this time, but it just further exposes the kind of scumbag this slack-jawed yokel is. Because, you know, this is the type of bullshit these motherfuckers do. And then when I shit on the wrestling business because y'all allow motherfuckers like this to float around and be part of your organization and then use the fans as leverage to fucking, you know, scheme money off of or, you know, that type of shit, you know, the business needs to police this type of motherfucker if you're actually going to be genuine. You can't later on show up and be like, oh, we have morals, but the whole time you were letting little scumbags like this guy run around in there. You know, this this is the type of shit that I, I've been talking about. But that's like, that's real like screenshot shit from 2019 that like the same guy was asking for money for his dead dad. So when you just posted just now that he just died, it's wild, right? Oh, shucks, it caught me there. I done double dipped in the dad died category. Fuck out of here. This is why I can't have sympathy for motherfuckers. Because you got to look at them sideways and be like, maybe that shit's, maybe that shit's not legit. You know? Man, I went to a fucking pet store last week. And um, I was going to get like, um, I was actually looking for wet food because for work crazy like they they sold out of pretty much most of the type of wet food i use everywhere like shop right walmart local pet stores like motherfucking shelves are clear like frisky's prime fillets is generally what what i use and the fucking whole shelf will just be empty in a big section be like oh that's where it goes right there and um so we were like hopping from store to store so we stopped into one store to see what they had and while I was in there, I was like, oh, let me check out the fish because they've had some decent fish there. And um, they have these uh, coolie loaches, which are like, they look like little tiny eels, but they don't get big. So you could put them in like a community tank and they're like little like brown. They have like browns, like grayish ones that get a little bigger. And then I have other ones that are like orange and black striped. But the um, the bigger brown gray ones they have there and they're like 299 they're they're cheap and everything but they're cool as hell because they they'll hide under all your stuff and in your rocks and then as soon as you feed them they all come out and shit and they look like little tiny eels so i wanted a few of them because i saw they had them there again they don't always have those and um so i asked this this monster if uh you know i need some fish over here so she comes over here and it's like, you know, like Elmira from Looney, uh, from Tiny Toons. That's what I felt like was helping me with these fish. It's like, imagine picking a fucking, any animal out of a, a, a store that sells animals, pet store, you know, and, and then just being like, I want this one. And then the, the, the person in the store is just like, I'll beat the shit out of that one. Because <laughs> that's, that's the vibe I got. I got I got the feeling like she was like, I'll fuck that fish up. Fuck you say? What do you mean? Oh, I was talking to the fish. No, no, no. I just said I want a few of them. Nah, he just said some shit to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to jump in that tank and whoop on his ass real quick. You can have him when I'm done with him, but first he's catching this <laughs> motherfucking beating. And uh, that's what went down. Like, she fucking... She went in there with that net and just went ballistic. And there was a, like a dead uh, baby Oscar in there. And she didn't like, she picked this dead fish up and threw it back in the tank like four times. And I'm just looking like, man. And it was really like the only dead fish in there. So it wasn't like I felt like the tank was super diseased or anything. Um, and the um, those loaches are a little bit more resilient because they are bottom feeders. So they, they're a little bit more resilient to some harsher conditions and, you know, spike levels so you know they they seem to, to handle it well and 
you know, when you see stuff like that too, like I'm always torn because on one hand, you don't want to bring disease home to your tank. On the other hand, like you want to get those fish the fuck out of there, you know? But, um, so yeah, she just battled with the fucking net in there. And then eventually, and she was, <laughs> cause they'll dive down into the rocks. So then the one time she scooped like a whole like net full of rocks up thinking she had one in there. And she just like poured the whole net full of rocks into the little, uh, plastic container with water. To, you know, you, you put it from there into the bag and she just dove her little sausage fingers into this fucking thing and like swished around in there like an otter looking for clams on the bottom of the ocean and shit like fucking savage like I was like what the fuck I'm just looking at her like you know like I want the fish that you're trying to like kill out of that fucking thing like it was crazy and then, then she dropped one on the ground and it's like fucking flipping around on the ground i went and i i got down there to help her get the and she's like do you still want it i'm like yeah get, get it in the fucking water so i took them actually all three of them because i i originally i wanted four but i mean when she she turned that fucking tank into a jacuzzi that motherfucker was hopping i was like yo you're stressing the shit out of these fish man i can't i can't do this anymore because she got three and i was like it's fine just that's it but all three that I got from there, they survived. That was like like a week ago or so, and like they all survived, so it was all good. But like, yo, this this little monster, man, she she fucked them fish up in there, and uh, yeah, that that is that is not a good look. These motherfuckers need to learn how to train their fucking employees and and hold some kind of standard on handling and care and you know ease of like. Shit like that might be harder to capture, so maybe you need to get a bigger net. Maybe you need to pull the decorations out before you do it. But I can't teach their fucking employees how to do shit that I know how to do. I know now next time I'm going to be like, can I do it? You know, <laughs> because normally I don't want to intrude in somebody's business and be like, hey, give me it. But now I, I didn't see you fight a fish now that I took home, so I might as well next time hurt your feelings because I've seen you beat my fucking fish up. So now next time I'm going to be like, oh, since you don't know what you're doing here, let me, let me do the thing. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, tomorrow my fucking Niners have a fucking crazy game on their hands. We got a chance to take the sixth seed in the fucking playoffs. We, we just, I mean, we just completely spun that shit around because we had, uh, definitely a losing record. We just pulled the 500, and now because the Saints took a loss, you know that knocked them out of the the playoff contention. So right now we're actually sitting in the seven seed, which at 500, look, no, no one should be proud of that. But in the same token, we're catching steam, and if we beat this fucking Vikings team, we would spring to the sixth seed and continue that momentum. And man. It's a, it's going to be a motherfucker at the end of this season because this team is catching fucking momentum. You don't want that to happen with us because we got some fucking, we got some warriors out there. All pro motherfuckers ready. I mean, shit is, shit is starting to pick up. Watch out for these motherfucking Niners. I'm fucking Vikings tomorrow. But, um, I'm also going to Longwood Gardens and shit. That's in, um in uh pennsylvania that's gonna be dope i've heard a a lot of good things about their christmas experience over there so taking the family out do the thing uh i think at the bronx zoo uh holiday lights next week you know try to hit some different shit out there and uh get shit popping yeah i'm trying to think if uh let me see if if I covered everything that I was going to cover. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good. If not, you know, next week or whatever. But like I said, I'm back on this motherfucker. I got, you know, I got the fucking, uh, hold on. One one more thing I had to say about this, uh, this whole business. I think wrestling is for fucking retards. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, I, um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm happy to have this shit back. I said, again, big shout out to Shaheen and all that time that, that, uh, you know, he spent recording me and, you know, doing the edit and sending it over and all that shit because, you know, without him, it, it just wouldn't have been going down. And, um, 
I, I very much appreciate it. Um, but yeah, um, what else I got? Nah, that's it. Fuck it. Talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.